Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Media Podcast. Oh, good morning. I am back. Um, welcome to my podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. I know I've had a long time off, um, but as many of you know, I have just um, finished. I, I've just had bilateral knee replacement surgery, so I'm five weeks in surgery, feeling a little better. And thought, you know what, it might be time for me to go back to the podcast because I know that you guys have been missing me a little bit. And today is actually a perfect day um, for me to come back to the podcast because today is a number for me. Today is the number 42. Now, I remember when I first heard about this, number 42, the meaning of life, the universe and everything. And I thought, what a fascinating number. I used to, I think there were little like posters around about it in the 70s and the 80s and stuff. But anyhow, 42 is also the age that my daughter would be today, Crystal Cherie. She would have turned 42 had she still been alive. But unfortunately, as many of you know, she only lived 4.5 years. So <clears throat> I thought today on her 42nd birthday, I would reach out to all of the bereaved parents and I would talk about this long journey I have had since my daughter passed. Um, and not as a medium or anything, but as a mother and how my feelings have changed and altered over time. How I have um, basically grown and um, evolved from her death, to be honest with you. Because it, it didn't happen straight away. I, it, wasn't, it was not an easy ride for me, as it is not an easy ride for any of you. One of the first things that I think that um, I, I, I believe um, helped me um, after my daughter died, and I have to say this, and I will say this again and again and again and again. It took me six months to get to it after she died. But what I, first, what I found that helped me a lot was movement. And I say this all the time. I cannot put this out into the universe enough. If you are grieving, start moving your body in any way you can. Because whether you believe it as you're listening to me or not, it will start to ease the pain inside of your soul and your heart. I don't care if you've got to go for a walk. I don't care if, if you're going to go to the gym and do a workout. I don't care if you're going to dance. I don't care if you are not able to physically do much and you get a massage. I don't care if you're not able physically enough to do something and you get some Reiki or some um, acupuncture, anything to get moving. Any time you spend on yourself in an effort to make yourself feel better is going to help after you lose a child. It is important to do that. And exercise is and always will be my go-to, possibly hence why I have double knee replacement now but I was a bit rough back in the day but I have to say that without exercise um, without moving my body without going through that process I would never be the person I am today and that is the truth when I when Crystal first left of course I was angry sad mad uh, and as I've told you guys many times I um I had a, a premonition which proved to be true and because of that premonition I was probably more accepting um, than a lot of you out there because the premonition came true, 
um, it, it enabled me to understand that we all have a time that we are going to pass. And unfortunately, Crystal's length of time on this earth was only 4.5 years. That was all she was going to give me. Now, I accepted that fairly early in the piece, but I did have up and down periods. As many of you know, her ashes were spread behind my back. That pulled me way back <coughs> into the grief process and into a dark abyss that I can't tell you or explain enough how much that hurt at the time and how much I think it dragged me down. I, I, that, that, that this ashes business just dragged me down. Had I been able to get my daughter's ashes and wait for her dad as we had planned and spread them in a beautiful place, I think that my whole life would have taken a different turn, but no, that was not to be. It's funny how the universe works. It's funny how the universe puts up roadblocks on what should be a process that is sad, but, you know, um, maybe somehow beautiful, like uh, being a mother of a child, you would like to be the person who directs the funeral and who directs all of the last things because, let's face it, you were the person who brought that baby into the world. So my experience with her, her passing and her subsequent burial and, and, and ashes really took away from my last rights as a mother and I will always say that and I think that it affected me deeply. I think that it affected my mind a lot at that time and I think it built a little bit of an anger in there which festered in within me for 13 years after she died. It festered. It was like a big old boil. And, didn't ma and, I, and I, you know, I went through a period where I did exercise and everything and I tried so hard not to be angry about that, but it was really hard. Until one day, and it was when I started to hear, like the spirit world started to come in, and I realised, when the day that I realised that the spirit world existed was the day I started to get probably a lot better, the day I started to understand that my daughter had been there this whole time watching me, observing me, possibly slapping her hand against the back of the forehead, you know what I mean, going, oh, my God, Mum, what are you doing now? When I understood that every time I heard that random three little birds song just randomly in my head, it was her. When I realised that my daughter had never left me, it was a shock. And that would have been around about the 13th, 14th year after she passed, maybe the 15th year when I realised that she hadn't really left me. It was around that time it all started to come together um, and my mediumship started to develop. Um, and I, I think, to be honest with you, I was very ashamed of the choices I had made in, in her, in my grief for her. I was so ashamed, guys. Oh, God, you know, when I lost my kids to the law courts because of the grief that I could not get over, it was a very shameful time in my life. But let's get back on track. So once I got past that horrible 13, 14-year mark and I was able to forgive people who had hurt me, and that was hard to do, guys, I had to forgive the people regarding the ashes and my last rites as a mother, it did take a lot. I, I, I can't explain why I couldn't just let it go at the beginning, but I just bloody well couldn't. It was just a little bit too much for this 22-year, uh, that 22-year-old to handle. This 40, 59-year-old might have handled it a little differently, but that 22-year-old, she didn't know what the hell she was doing. She just knew she was in pain and that everybody had like conspired against her. 
it seemed. As the years went by, I, um, I started doing aerobics um, to recover. That really helped. I started to um, – I, I had my, my first child, Molly, and then I had my second child, Jack. Unfortunately, I was trapped within a relationship that was very um, toxic. Now, that doesn't do much for you, particularly if the toxic relationship doesn't actually honour your grief, um, doesn't acknowledge, like, you know, of course, every birthday, every anniversary, I, I you know, go into a funk like we do. And, and it was never really acknowledged. It was always just, you know, disparaged, like, oh, what's wrong with you? And it's just like, well, you know, today is Crystal's birthday or whatever. And that was never really looked upon as a big thing within that per particular relationship. That wasn't uh, honoured, which was weird. But anyway, that's the way it is. Um, alcohol was the ruling factor of my life that perhaps dictated my grief the most, to be honest. But anyway, as the years went by and I finally became a medium, I finally understood that my daughter hadn't been anywhere near me. Now, with you guys, if you go and get a reading from a medium, you can have that proof fairly quickly. But back then in the 80s, they never really had a lot of mediums around, so... It was all pretty much guesswork and, you know, and there wasn't big talk about mediums like there are now. There wasn't big talk about the afterlife like there is now. Um, someone died and you just you just got through it in the best way you could. That was the 80s, you know. I, I was getting through the death of my brother and the death of my daughter and the death of my um, grandfather. So I had a lot going on for a kid, and to be honest with you, a lot going on. And I remember the day when the penny finally dropped with me it was my daughter's 18th birthday. I know I talk about this a bit. And I went, I went into a toy shop and I was looking around because I was like, you know, I'm going to look at some little girls' clothes and things and just, you know, torture myself a teeny bit on the 18th birthday, <laughs> as we do. Are we nuts? We're nuts as furry parents. And it struck me. We've been 18-year-old girl alive that wanted a Barbie doll. You know, it hit me. It hit me. Charmaine. You did not get 18 years, Charmaine. You got 4.5 years. Now start appreciating life. And all of a sudden, and by this time I was a medium, and all of a sudden with all the readings I had done and all the, all the help I had got from spirit, the penny dropped. Crystal gifted me 4.5 years. That's what she gifted me. It was a good 4.5 years. Oh, yeah, it was bullshit with relationships on my behalf I mean god I was a bad chooser but she was a happy kid um she was a smiley girl she was a dancing girl um she was funny uh she was very affectionate um she loved everybody and she talked to anybody unfortunately I always had to pull her back a bit because she loved talking to people she never shut up to be honest with you and, you know, and I, and I think that she, she was very um, outgoing and I just absolutely adored her. I don't know if I was, um, you know, the most patient mother or anything, but I did my very, very best to be the best mother I could to her and um, whether it, it, it met up to other people's standards or not, it doesn't matter because she loved me and she was happy when she was with me. If she didn't think I was a good mother, she would be miserable with me all the time. That was my theory, but she was always happy with me. We had a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, there were people in my life at the time she died that did not care to see that or understand that or know anything about our personal relationship. So you can imagine. 
But anyway, so on the 80th birthday, I realised that I was gifted 4.5 years and I better start appreciating them, and I did. And I started to get memories back that I had forgotten for a long, long time. And all of a sudden, I started to see so many signs from her. And yeah, it took 18 years, guys. It took up to her 18th birthday, which was about 13 years after she died, for me to start seeing the signs. It's like, oh my God, they're, they're everywhere. Because on her 18th birthday, which is, gosh, that's, that's a long time ago now. It makes me, my brain hurt 24 years ago. Ah, I realised that my daughter might have transitioned, but she never went anywhere. I accepted her as my spirit child on her 18th birthday. Finally, I accepted that her energy had changed, but she was still there. And not only was she there, but she was helping me help other people with their kids. It made me think this had been all part of the plan to begin with. She was born. She didn't stay long. She taught me so much about grief. She taught me so much about survival. She taught me so much, so much that all this knowledge has just filled my entire body and I just had to push it all out on you. When you accept your child as a spirit child, your relationship will change. Your grief will start to lift. And I cannot tell you this enough. So <clears throat> on my daughter's 42nd birthday, <clears throat> I want to thank her for giving me, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to thank her for giving me the meaning of a life, the universe and everything because quite simply she did. That is what my daughter achieved in 4.5 years. She gave me the meaning of life, the universe and everything and here we are at that magical number, number 42, which she would be today had she survived the accident, but she did not. So, alas, my daughter will never be 42. She is not 42 in heaven because in heaven, her age, her soul is ageless and timeless. I have never, ever believed for a moment that I was never, ever more evolved than my daughter. I always thought that she was more ethereal than me, even when she was born. She just looked it, you know. I always thought that she was a more pure, beautiful person than me, and she was. And I am so glad that I was able to be a part of her quite short journey on earth. And I will always appreciate how much she taught me, how much I learned from her, and how much I continue to learn through the work she Crystal, myself and my other guides continue to do on this earth. We are a team and we have a partnership. And that partnership may have began at birth, but it has not ended. It only ends if you think it has. And my relationship with my daughter has not ended. And every sign she gives me is a new memory. It's something that she has acknowledged I'll be out doing something and I'll get a sign from her. I know that she's there enjoying it too and she's just letting me know, hey, mum, this is great. Uh, you know, I wonder if we haven't even surpassed the mum-daughter thing, if we are just simply soulmates. But either way, I thought I'd share my thoughts on my daughter's 42nd birthday for my first podcast back in a while. 
Um, as always, I will take questions for suggestions. And, um, and I will do a podcast in the next couple of days about my surgery and that for those of you who are interested. It's a little bit boring, but anyway, you may be interested. But in the meantime, um, I'm sorry I've been gone so long and I'm, I, I hope that you'll rejoin me now I'm back and spread the word about my podcast. That would be wonderful. Have a wonderful day, guys. Just have a wonderful day. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>